News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. The government confirms John Lee as the only valid candidate for the upcoming chief executive election. The number of COVID cases continues to fall, but an expert says Hong Kong is unlikely to get to zero infections. And the police say criminal gangs are recruiting more and more teenagers as illegal debt collectors. The government has officially confirmed that John Lee is the only validly nominated candidate for next month's chief executive election. In a statement, election officials confirmed that Mr Lee's 786 nominations from the 1500-strong election committee are valid. Speaking shortly before the announcement, Mr Lee said he planned to begin talks with mainland authorities on reopening the border as soon as he takes the top job. He also vowed to build what he called a progressive culture in the civil service. What I will do is, first of all, I will create this team spirit and I will be uh, asking them to do things that will create results. And then through this process of seeing results and then reinforcing with more results, uh, the culture uh, will be built. It will be progressive. Um, And that is important. Health officials have reported 613 new COVID cases, a further drop from the day before. There were 13 imported cases, including one picked up at a community testing centre 12 days after the patient's arrival. The patient, a 10-year-old girl who arrived from Canada, had a low viral load and is thought to be a re-positive case. The hospital authority says another 20 patients with COVID have died. Infectious disease expert Ivan Hong says he believes it will be difficult to get to zero COVID infections in the SAR, even as he predicted that daily cases would dip below 100 soon. The University of Hong Kong scholar predicted a slight rebound in cases after the Easter break, though he said the overall situation is improving. Professor Hung told RTHK that given the more positive overall picture, there was no need to revive the idea of mandatory territory-wide testing. The number of cases actually dropped quite rapidly. And probably we would be going below 100 uh, within a week or so. So uh, if that's the case, then we will not need a community testing because uh, when you do a community testing, you actually will be spending uh, a, a, a lot of effort, uh, a lot of manpower in order to achieve this. And it will be quite a disruption to the society as well. So I don't think that will be needed uh, given the speed of which the current you know, wave has, has, has reduced quickly. Shanghai authorities have confirmed the first deaths of COVID patients in the current outbreak there. Andrew Shorosky has details. Officials in the mainland financial hub said three coronavirus patients died yesterday. They said the two women and one man were aged between 89 and 91. Authorities said all three had chronic illnesses such as high blood pressure and coronary heart disease. Overall, the city reported 2,417 new local symptomatic infections, as well as 19,831 asymptomatic cases, both down on the totals a day earlier. Across the country, the National Health Commission logged 2,723 local symptomatic cases and 20,639 asymptomatic ones, also down from a day earlier. Jilin province accounted for 542 cases, while Guangdong reported 45. The police say there's an increasing trend of gangs recruiting teenagers as illegal debt collectors, a situation that's been made worse by school closures during the pandemic. In the latest case, officers in Sha Tin said they'd arrested 12 people aged between 13 and 19 
on suspicion of offences including conspiracy to commit criminal damage. Some of them are suspected to have triad links. Chief Inspector Lan Nazi says it's not an isolated case. Actually, this is not just a trend that appeared in Shatin's district, but an overall trend that we can observe in Hong Kong-wide. Due to the COVID-19, teenagers, they have more time to stay at home rather than going to school. So they have more time to hang out with their gangs or their friends. During these times, they are easily to be solicited by the triads or the youth gangs to be involved in some of the illegal debt collecting activities. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with one or two showers. Temperatures in the region of 19 to 22 degrees with moderate north to northeasterly winds occasionally fresh offshore at first. The outlook mainly cloudy with one or two showers in the next few days. Currently, the observatory 21 degrees Celsius, humidity 74%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The latest economic figures from the mainland suggest growth was stronger at the start of the year than forecast, despite increasingly widespread COVID restrictions. According to the National Bureau of Statistics, growth in the first three months was 4.8%, compared with the same period last year. Mark Schwab is an economic analyst in Shanghai. I'm actually in Shanghai and I've been locked down now for 34 days, so it's a very tough lockdown and I think it will have an impact. People are talking about a 3% drop and I guess... The media is only really talking about Shanghai, but the lockdown is further afield, so there are a number of other cities affected. So it will have a a major impact on the GDP numbers, I would think. Turning overseas, Ukraine says missile strikes have killed at least seven people in the western city of Lviv, which had largely escaped attack until now. Lviv's military commander says he believes the missiles were launched by aircraft. Earlier, Kharkiv in the north was shelled and rockets struck close to the port of Odessa in the south, and there have been air raid warnings in Dnipro in the east. Justin Crump, a military analyst, explained Russia's strategy. Arguably, they did not target infrastructure and depth military targets enough earlier in the conflict and they missed those shock and awe moments that we might all have expected at the start of something. Um, They're now catching up I think with that and accelerating the tempo of what they've been doing in west of Ukraine, uh, in central Ukraine and a lot of that has been linked to stopping supplies getting to the Donbass where they're they're planning their, their largest operation at the moment. Ukraine and Russia have again failed to agree on safe escape routes for civilians trapped in besieged areas, including the shattered city of Mariupol. Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vereshchuk said it was the second day in a row that no deal had been struck. The US envoy for North Korea, Song Kim, has arrived in the region to discuss Pyongyang's recent missile tests. He's in Seoul to meet South Korean officials, including the country's nuclear envoy, No Kyu Duk. On Saturday, North Korea tested a short-range weapon, which is thought to be designed to carry a nuclear warhead. Mr Kim said the world needed to send a clear message to Pyongyang. It is extremely important for the United Nations Security Council to send a clear signal to the DPRK that we will not accept its escalatory tests as normal. Also agreed on the need to maintain the strongest possible joint deterrent capability on the peninsula. And as Ambassador No mentioned, this is why our militaries are exercising and training together, uh, like the exercise that started just today. Sri Lanka is due to begin talks with the International Monetary Fund about a multi-billion US dollar loan to help pay for imports of food, fuel and medicines. Here's the BBC's Rajini Vaidyanathan. 
Anti-government demonstrations continue across Sri Lanka, with protesters calling for President Gotabaya Rajapaksa and his brother, Prime Minister Mahinda Rajapaksa, to step down. Many accuse the president of leading Sri Lanka into this current financial mess by running up high overseas debt, introducing ill-timed tax cuts and banning imports of fertilisers, which impacted domestic crop supply. The once popular president denies this is a crisis of his making. The appointment of a new cabinet, which doesn't include a single woman in post, is another sign he's not planning to step aside anytime soon. Several Islamic countries have condemned the burning of the Quran by the leader of a far-right group in Sweden, which sparked four days of violent protests over Easter. Police say they've made more than 40 arrests. The BBC's Simon Ponsford has this report. Swedish police say more than 200 people were involved in riots and violence in five cities. They blamed it on what they called criminal gang networks. Over four days, the police clashed with protesters angry at plans by a far-right anti-immigrant group to burn copies of the Koran. A Danish-Swedish extremist, Rasmus Paladan, says he'd already burned Islam's most sacred text and wants to do so again at public rallies. Qatar's foreign ministry called it incitement and provocation against Muslims across the world. Sweden's national police chief said he'd seen such violence on the streets before, but this was something else. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The government confirms John Lee as the only valid candidate for the upcoming chief executive election. The number of COVID cases continues to fall, but an expert says Hong Kong is unlikely to get to zero infections. And the police say criminal gangs are recruiting more and more teenagers as illegal debt collectors. The news from RTHK. Oh
taken from the album Elvis is Back, one of his big hits, The Girl of My Best Friend, into a second hour this Monday night. Come and look out through the window That big old moon is shining down Tell me now, don't it remind you Of a blanket on the ground Remember back when love first found 